We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, repping his Niners again, repping my Giants. Two teams that are going to win in the first round of the playoffs this weekend. I'm not promising anything past that. I just, just need one win, Dre. So it is huge NFL football mood going into the weekend. But, Dre, there's plenty of combat sports to talk about. Because today, we're talking MMA. It's been two and a half weeks since we talked about it, without it being within our award show. Some would say some stuff happened while we were gone. We're going to dive into Dana White and his uh, his very, very complicated New Year's Eve night and handling of it since. So we'll talk about that. The UFC returns this weekend. We'll preview the card that is going down. First UFC card of 2023. We had a New Year's card. Bellator. Cross promotion. Oh, yeah. yeah. We forgot about that. (laughs) We'll touch on that. Easily forgettable. It is. It is. It's like buried under the news cycle. We'll touch on that really quick. And then we have a guest. Great to have our first guest of 2023. For all those listening, we're on a seven-fight losing streak. Feel like it's gonna change this week. Yeah. 2023, flipping it around, starting the corner podcast, guest winning streak. Dana White's on a losing streak, Dre. That's is where he, we gotta start. Is he on a losing streak? He he ain't on a winning spree. It ain't it ain't great. Mm. It could be worse for him. For those who don't know. Somehow, if you don't yes, know. Yes, yes. If if you don't know, that's fine. Dana White was in Cancun. Cabo, somewhere down there in Mexico, celebrating the new year and was caught on camera, looked like cell phone footage, in an argument with his wife. You see his wife attempt to slap him. He rears back, slaps his wife. Then they are separated, still yelling at each other. That's the end of the video. TMZ ended up with this video. They end up with everything. Put it out. And it did not look good for the figurehead of the UFC But lo and behold, as soon as this video leaks, he goes, he talks to TMZ. He says, yes, it happened. It'll never happen again. It hasn't happened before. We talked to our families. No charges pressed, no legal action. And that seemed to be the extent of the punishment for Dana White. That's not a punishment, by the way. That's just owning up to what you've done. Yeah. Um. All right, so where shall we start? Because there's a lot to unpack here. Starting at the incident itself? We'll start at the incident itself. Um, actually, we'll start from my tweet. How about that? I tweeted on January 3rd. Uh, I posted a picture, the, the video. And for those who missed it, because a lot of people missed it, whether it was New Year's, whether it was the lack of coverage. Um, we had uh, bowl games. Yeah, there was a lot going NFL, on. NFL, NBA. So I said, pick an athlete, owner, or coach in any other sport that could be caught on video slapping their wife, and it just kind of goes away. Right now, I'm looking at it. It's been viewed 3.7 million times uh, with over 1,400 replies. I care about the license of that shit. Um, 
And the first alarming thing was how many people were defending Dana White. It was like, well, it was self-defense. And I'm like, all right. Is that what you want to really? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. So that, that bothered me first. It's like, it's a lot of y'all like to beat y'all wives and your girlfriends, apparently. You think it's okay? Um, or they like getting beat up. Or y'all like beating up on each other. There's a lot of blue face and yeah. uh, what's-her-face style relationships, I guess. But here's what's first. The first thing was that people were like, oh, you know, uh, you're, you're saying Dana Rice. I, I didn't say anything. All I said was pick another athlete in another sport or an owner or a coach. Let them slap their wife on a video. I don't care what happens. Yep. And let's see what happens in the news cycle. Because your place of work didn't really talk about this very much. Right? No, it was on. We showed the video on SportsCenter. Yeah. It comes down to, it's interesting, my place of work and others, but my place of work specifically, who speaks on it, right? So, showed on Sports Center, ran it, um, ran the stories online, whatever, whatever. Did journalistically enough what we're supposed to do. Sure. But our flagship shows are the ones people care about. We are built now off of talking heads. We embrace debates, the, the theory. Was it covered enough on those shows? Stephen A. spoke about it three days after, four days after. Um, a lot of people didn't like what he had said in that one. They discussed it again today because Dana White publicly came out and discussed it. Stephen A. was a little more like poignant on it, I guess, to clear it up. But even that was like a mid-segment on right. first take. Right. It didn't lead anything. It wasn't like top of the ticker on every show. It wasn't around a horn. Might have been briefly discussed on PTI, briefly. Like, it wasn't what it would be if Mark Cuban got caught slapping his wife on video. We've seen Ray Rice in the NFL yeah. lose almost pretty damn much, lose his career Correct. over a domestic incident with him and his wife. They came out and apologized. He got counseling. She cried and said, he's so sorry and all this. Did it matter? No. Right? Long suspension. Running back shelf life ain't long anyway. That was it. It was a wrap for him. So that led everything. Multiple weeks. Multiple weeks. Multiple weeks. So it's one of those things where I don't know if it's a product of the partnership. Because other, other shows don't got the partnership. Right. Like uh, Skip. Could have led with it. Could have. He, they got their own problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one of the My man, Shannon. He's, he's, he's fed up. Yeah. But they got their own problems over there. But they could have led with it. There, there's other networks and stuff that, that could have put it on a pedestal. It just comes to show, like, do people care about MMA like that? So, I'm glad you brought that up. So, here, the first thing is, like, the tweet was meant to ask people, if it was another athlete, how would it be covered? Yeah. That's it. The Dana White cronies came out and bashed me and said, you know, if he was black, you'd be defending him. No, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> I didn't defend anybody in this situation. The fact that I'm not asking for Dana White to get fired. I'm just talking about the media coverage. I'm just talking about a domestic incident caught on video in public. This wasn't behind closed doors. No. This was in public. How would we have handled this if it was LeBron James? Now, granted, LeBron James is the biggest star. Okay, fine. How would you have handled this if it was... Ray Weiss was not the biggest star in the world. No. He's a Pro Bowl running back, but that's about it. Dana White is the face of the UFC. Yeah. And... Roger Goodell cannot slap anybody, by the no. way. No. Uh, Adam Silver couldn't slap anybody. No. No. Um, Even though he looks like the Roger Rabbit villain. He does. <laughs> you put the dark shades on him in yeah. the head. So, but that was the first question I asked, and people just have gone wild with it. Now... It's still getting traction as the weeks as the week has passed, and people and now people are talking about it. And I, there was like it didn't go away, and I was like, well, yeah, it did because nothing has happened to Dana White. I'm not saying he should be fired, but I'm saying we should have enough conversation surrounding this that if the media puts pressure on anything, things will happen. Ari Emanuel from Endeavor said nothing. He's come out and spoken heavily about Kanye West. I think Endeavor's released a statement. But Ari, Ari said specifically nothing. Ari that. was quick to talk about Kanye West. I'm not defending Kanye West. We rinsed out there. I'm not defending Kanye, Kyrie. I'm just talking about how much they ended up in the news cycle. Dana slapped his wife. 
And it and it, what I say went away. Nothing's going to happen. You fast forward to this week. The UFC's back in action. Dana shows up to the press conference. And what does he say? I got to live with this. My punishment is I got to live with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? Uh, suspend myself for a month, two months? That hurts the fighters more than it hurts me. Fucking stop, Dana. Let's, so let's start there. The fights continue. Yeah. He'll keep on rolling. Hunter Campbell can keep the ball rolling. There's been plenty of UFC events where Dana White has not been there. That's step one. Step two is, that's not accountability. If I go rob a bank and I manage to trample an old lady and, they, and I get arrested for not only robbing a bank, but trampling an old lady, and I was like, nah, nothing should happen with me because I should live with the idea that I ran over that old lady, there's no accountability and no punishment there. Yeah. So yes, Dana, you should step down for two months. You should, you should not be visible. You should have to go to counseling or whatever it is. Like, you, have, you should make a public statement. The idea that you saying that me dealing with it is enough is that's above the law bullshit. Yeah. Dana White, Vince McMahon, and Donald Trump are the same fucking person. They, they all believe that they can do whatever they want. And who are you to say anything about what I do? Matter of fact, Dana immediately, it's been a week, he immediately promotes the power slap league. Yeah, that's, that's not great, Austin. It's not a good idea. It, like, that, that can come from anywhere else. And, and Send that to TBS social. And if you flip back to the idea of media pressure, if there was enough media pressure, it would f- force Time Warner to pull him from having anything to do with the power slap. It pulled his name. Yeah, but the, I mean, you, but you have to apply that pressure. He shouldn't be able to tweet that. No, the tweet comfortably. was... Like, no. you shouldn't be able to say, yeah. It was a bad social decision. It was bad, but he doesn't care. To be fair, it appears just from the lens of social and working in social, that uh, it was a scheduled tweet. Which is, and it, which and I like, know. It was debuted that week, right? And they just scheduled it out. And uh, I'm, I don't advocate for anyone to get fired or, you know, like, suspect. Somebody on his back end messed up. Somebody yeah. needs a talking to. Somebody Whereas, needs like, to talk. you fell asleep at the wheel. You cannot let that. Because uh, people don't know how it works. Not every high-ranking person in sports run their own social media Not account. Not high-ranking person in anything, anything all runs their social, own social media account. Um, but yet somebody fell. And again, it's his account, your accountability. Yes. Um, still, somebody, oh. his team, fell asleep behind the wheel. Behind does, closed doors, somebody, that somebody cannot, got slapped. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. So There's been enough slapping. So, um, so, so, the, so I've... I've when people ask, nobody's really asked me my opinion of this. They've just been in, in my mentions to saying wild shit. She didn't press charges. There were no charges pressed. I don't think anything should happen legally, right? It's a domestic issue. It happens. If the, if the cops wanted to do something, they could have done something yes. right then and there. They chose not to. Um, and that's between them, their families, their kids had to see it. But I just don't understand. Like, the sponsors haven't said anything. DraftKings hasn't said anything. Like, nobody's saying anything. And a week has passed, and, and all Dana is doing now is basically saying, I got people are going to lose respect to me for me. When has Dana White gave a shit about who respects him? I, I don't know if he's given a shit. I mean, he doesn't operate as though he does, he but doesn't. he like walks in and tries to like command respect. So I, I, I think that might be two different things. This isn't like, a punishment. No, it's not a punishment. Um, a punishment is you, like the thing that you love, the punishment is like, Vince McMahon having to step out of Gorilla? For six months. That's a punishment. <laughs> that is. And Vince McMahon can say, oh, the company's going to fail without me and the wrestlers will miss me. All right, we'll see. Leave. Dana should not have to be able to do press. Dana should not be able to do anything. Like, that is a punishment. Living with the idea that I smacked my wife. I Like, honestly, dog, I don't know what you do behind closed doors. You might smack your wife every weekend. I think a lot of people were surprised that Dana even had a wife. Right? That's true. People have not heard of him having. No, but... I mean, he has children, but that doesn't equate you still be no, having a wife. But I don't... That's all behind closed doors, but the fact that you did this publicly at a New Year's party, I don't care about the liquor that you drink. I don't care about any excuse. People drink every day. They yeah. slap their wife. And then people say, well, what about her? She's not Dana White. Let's make this very clear. The reason why the focus is on Dana White is because he is the president and the face of the Ultimate Fighting Championship. A lot of people don't understand that. They're just like, well, if a woman hits me, I'm going to hit her back. No one cares about you. No. <laughs> you, in the grand scheme of life, I'm sorry, you're a nobody right now. Right. God bless you, your family, make some money, provide for your kids. You're a nobody. I, I, I don't know you. I don't know your daily, yeah, like, you're not, I don't know your daily happenings. People don't care about me, necessarily. I slap somebody, I'm losing my job, by the way. 
People still don't care about me. When you're at that level of celebrity, that level of success, when you are the face of a company, you go by different rules. We saw this in like broadcast news where the, the two anchors were sleeping with each other yes. and all this. So it was like, well, people have affairs all the time and who cares? And they, they've now separated from their spouses and they're happy together. You know what? They had consequences. They were pulled off of air. Other people can have affairs. You can't when you're that high profile. Not at all. It comes with the nature of the beast. If you want the success, you want the popularity, you want the fame, you have to then take what comes with that and the responsibility that comes with that. And I think that's what Dana's alluding to is like, well, this is going to follow me around forever. Like some other people who commit domestic abuse or, you know, spend one night in the clink for slapping their wife or something. They get to go back to their day job when they're bailed out and people sure. may be none the wiser. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't know that you're a domestic abuser. Like people can live in a veil of anonymity after doing some things that they do. That, sure. sure. Dana's like, well, I'm never going to be that. I'm always going to be a domestic abuser. Well, I mean, like that's, that's, you're always going to be the head of the UFC. Right. Right. Like they're going to know this is the platform you're on. Anything you do, you will forever be known as that. You chose to add this to that resume. Yeah. That, that it's not something forced upon you. No one forced you to do this. Um, it's a mistake, maybe. Like I would say, out of his mouth, he said it's a mistake. It's it something that that wouldn't happen. Okay, if I take him for face value, but that that's also not an excuse. Like it takes one time to drink and drive, kill someone, and their life is over, and your life is over. Yes. I'm sure 80% of people that that's happened to drinking and driving will say, I made a mistake. There's long-lasting consequences with those mistakes. Of course. Dana's consequences are, are very minimal. But I ask you, is it MMA? Well, that's, that's the other side. John Jones did a hit and run on a pregnant woman. Yeah. Height of his celebrity. Number one guy, pound for pound in the sport. I'm not sure if it Crack the national news cycle. We talked about it on this show. It's like our third episode. Uh, shout out to the Cheetos and Condoms title. It's like yes. episode number three. Nope. It, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if I saw that on PTI, Sports Center. First take. John Jones beat his wife here in Vegas. There's a 911 call. There's everything. Maybe it was mentioned on Sports Center. It was. Um, it got, it got not, mentioned. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was on First Take. Right. Not sure if it was on any. Like, he's been gone. But now he's just like, oh, I'm preparing for heavyweight. Like, is this suspension really a thing? Like, what was his repercussions? Like, to me, that's more money. Can you pay him and find him a fight than it is punishing him for what he did to his wife at a UFC event? Right. After the Hall of Fame, after he was inducted for a fight. So that's your biggest, biggest fighter in terms of skill ever. He's a top 10 person in terms of fame ever in your company wasn't talked about. No. Is it just MMA? Well, all right. Before I answer that, I want to go back to you because you said you're a nobody. But if you were to hit somebody, they would say somebody from ESPN ringside hit their work. 100%. Right? 100%. Because when you have a, a job, like, you carry the job on your shoulders. Yes. So Dana White is the president of the UFC, right? It's, it's kind of the same thing. You represent the company. So, yeah, nobody would care about your wife, whatever, because nobody knows where she works. Nobody knows. She's not a public figure, right? But if you slap somebody... ESPN ringside, and your job would come to you and say, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm 100% getting fired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Before they even come. So that's the first thing. Now, that was, this was my other thing. When I asked the question, the answer that I was looking for was, what other spot can you do this to just kind of go away? The answer was boxing. That's, that's the only other answer. The answer was boxing. Pro wrestling? No. People were, people were like talking to and touching little kids. Yes, but Granted, someone got fired from Disneyland. Yeah, bro, I wouldn't call pro wrestling a sport like MMA and boxing. Okay. So I'll leave pro wrestling to the side. The answer was boxing. One person said it. Of all of the thousands of people that were in my mentions, and that person DM'd me, and it was somebody in boxing. I'm not going to say who it is. It's somebody in boxing, a very well-known person that I've known for a long time, said it. He's like, it's a carny sport. Carny sports gets carny coverage. And I was like, absolutely. Nobody said it in my mentions. And I wanted to point it out because... The lack of education about MMA 
in boxing on the mainstream, the lack of overall coverage, unless it's like this huge fight, yeah. is part of the reason why it just kind of goes away because nobody takes it seriously unless there's a big fight that happens. Yes, the UFC has a partnership with ESPN. You guys show fights weekly. But the UFC kind of operates in its own silo, right? Whereas the NFL and the NBA, because baseball doesn't really get covered like that on the talking head shows either. No. The NFL and the NBA, they're basically the tent poles of what QC ESPN work going. The UFC just puts on their own events. They have they still have the UFC branding. The intros are still the same. Like ESPN doesn't really touch it. But on the other side of that is like they don't really talk about it unless it's part of the partnership where Daniel will show up and say, hey, it's a big fight this weekend. Or a big enough name will show up. Yeah. But aside from Connor's that. Connor's fighting. Right. Some, like. And we also know that the lack of knowledge between people like Stephen A. Smith and Marley Quirm and, and I mean, Dan ain't talking about it. And you're not going to have, you're not going to have any of these talking heads really know, aside from Max Kellerman, and he's not on the show anymore. Yes. Right? And on the other side, you have Skip and Shannon. They really don't know boxing. No. We, all, we all knew how pissed I mean, off. Levitard led with it. And he's like the only person to meet it. Dan ain't there anymore. He right? ain't even there. And then, and. Matter of fact, this whole thing started because Dan was the first person that I saw the morning that I woke up and I looked and Dan was like, why is nobody talking about this? Yep. And that's what triggered me to, to tweet that in the first place. But it's the lack of knowledge and education and the lack of people who are competent enough to talk about the sports regularly is the reason why I also flew under the radar. Because Javante Davis just was arrested but a week before his fight for allegedly hitting his girlfriend who later backed up his... It, yeah. But it wasn't news. But then next, when the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight is set to happen, that's when Stephen A. Smith is like, "Dang, blockbuster!" And these, he's no scrub. We'll hear all that shit. But if you don't cover the sport week to week, you're not really covering the nuances of it. Now, to the John Jones point, John Jones isn't a big enough star. If it was Conor McGregor, the shit would have been everywhere. Yes, I mean Conor also hit an old man. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. If he, sure, if he yeah. hit his wife in a nightclub at yeah. the peak of his career. He, he would have been all over the yeah, news. You cycle. can't do that now. Now, Dana's a bigger star than John Jones. Yes. So I expected more people to talk. I feel like ESPN, I don't know if Undisputed even talked about it. I don't, I don't know if it was on any of the talking head shows. I feel like they got forced to talk about it, not because of my tweet, but I feel like there was enough chatter that people were like, all right, we got to address this. The other people that are responsible for this shit are MMA journalists and boxing journalists. Because they were also kind of quiet on this. There are a few. I saw people from like Bloody Elbow. But we saw like Kevin Ioli's column in Yahoo. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't, wasn't the best. He's under a lot of pressure. Don't make excuses for that, man. Yeah. That's not the way to go. That ain't your job. Um, opinion articles. Like it kind of. Uh, there were a in few. In situations like this somewhat bother me. Like I, I'm not saying that you have to clear cut and dry. Like just give the news of the situation. Because um, people love follow-ups and you're yeah, doing something. But it's tough because not that you're in a glass house. You shouldn't throw stones in any house because you don't know, like, oh, what course. comes up. Like, it's, it's a very odd topic to cover wait, from wait. a personal level. There, there are two people that covered this very well. Um, one of them is Dana White's arch nemesis, Ariel Hawani. Yes, Ariel's been on it. And Ariel's been on fire lately, and I totally get it because Dana White tried to say... That, what are your kids going to think of you when you were crying? Yep. When he called him a scumbag. I think. Yeah, call him. A and, weeks and ago. Ariel should revel in this right now. And full disclosure, we both know Ariel. And I yep. was like, I, I, I'm in full support of Ariel torching Dana White. The other person who is, is talked about this very well is Luke Thomas. Oh, uh, Luke is honestly like keeping it a buck, not to stop your trip. Luke has been great. He's always been. boxing, MMA this past year. Like Luke and Bruce. They, they have, like, these, like, MMA awards or, like, yeah. you know, boxing. Usually MMA awards is always Ariel and all this stuff. Yeah. But Lucas transitioned more to boxing anyway, whatever. But, like, I don't think he really gets the credit. Like, he necessarily deserves it. He's on fire. No, nah, Luke, Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell, Morning Combat. Uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, I've been on their show. They've had me on for the Canelo yeah. fight. Uh, full disclosure, I've known, I've known Brian for years. Uh, but Luke Thomas's handling of the situation was very well done. Those are the two biggest names in combat sports that have talked about this relentlessly, week after week. Luke, the reason that Luke is really good at this is because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Ariel Hawani is the same way. And you know what the interesting is? 
How often do you see them at fights? Outside of Showtime? You don't. Not often. Ariel doesn't go. No, he right? doesn't go anymore. Luke shows up occasionally if they're going to do like a morning combat show, but Luke is not part of like that media. I'm blaming MMA media for being scared to get your credentials pulled because you're saying something about Dana White. That's not all media. But there's a lot of the that could have said more and done more and challenged more, but they won't. Yeah. I think Junkie might have had like some good stuff. Like they might, I saw maybe a Junkie first. Junkie, jun- I mean, they, they have, but it's just like. But they kept it strictly. The silence, the silence is loud. Yeah. Because you got to lead this kind of coverage when it comes to this, because you have to push mainstream media to cover your sport. That's why no, but that's why nobody takes them seriously. Yeah. It's the biggest story in your sport. It should be like 11 articles. Should be everywhere. It should be every like, you don't have to do like opinion article, but you can do like this, like yo, let's record, like a little back and forth, let's talk about it. Put that on the website, bombard. There's nothing else to talk about this. There's no other fights. No, it happened during a dead week. Exactly. Like it should have been for every if those outlets push 15 pieces of content, it forces mainstream to push one or two. Exactly. For like exactly. every 15, you force mainstream. To look at it and say, I need to say at least one or two things. Because if you don't care, why should I? Why should I? Right? Like, if your kid's acting bad at the grocery store, and I'm looking on and you don't beat your kid, then I'm like, if you don't give a fuck, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, in MMA, in MMA journalism, like, we should be more trying and stepping up. Like, full disclosure, I'm on paternity leave from work. I've watched my job, and I've just been like, and I I know that they were like, could you, I was like, I'm not. I'm taking care of my kids, right? Otherwise... Y'all would see me everywhere right now. I've turned down multiple shows because I told my wife, yes, I'm taking all this time off. I'm not going to take a lot of time to do shows. I'm going to do this podcast because I'm contractually obligated to do so. <laughs> but aside from that, anything else that I, that's up there, that's I'm, I'm taking time off. But you have to be visible. You have to talk about these things. You have to challenge. And you have to, and this is the reason why they don't take you seriously. Yep. Now, on our boxing show, which will follow this week, because I, I know that we're dedicated to MMA this week, I'm going to also, I'm going to bring up this WWE sales story in journalism yeah. as why people don't care about boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling journalists. There's a reason why. But we're sticking to MMA right now. It's like you have to take your own sports seriously. You, you cannot be afraid of Dana White pulling your credentials. You cannot be concerned with, what's he going to say? Am I going to get interviews? Fuck that. <laughs> Look, no, like, it doesn't, you can cover the sport. It's been proven without going to fight. Of course. So. I, don't have, I don't have to go. I go. But it, I'll say this now. There is something that I'm involved in that could potentially <laughs> get my credential pulled one day that I don't know if it'll see the light of day. We shall see. I don't think it'll ever look great if the UFC decides to pull the credential of the black man. I just don't think it'll look good. It's bold. Bold choice. It's bold, bold choice. But I, I'm not here to massage a relationship with the UFC. I'm here to cover your sport. I am a journalist. That is my job. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's what I'm going to talk about. The Dana White shit is bad, right? You slapped your wife. I'm not saying you should get fired, but I'm laying it out there as to why aren't we talking about this more? Because more importantly, it is a combat sport, and this man just did some combat (laughs) in the nightclub. Yes. And the the optics of it are horrible because the Power Slap League, which doesn't make any fuck. Why does this thing even fucking exist? I'll let you know, Power Slap League is a way better name than Dana White's Power Slap. Well, it sounds like Tyler Perry, right? It does. Dana White's Challenger Series. Dana, contender Series. Dana White's Power Slap League. Dana White and Power... It should have just been the UFC Contender Series. It should be the UFC Presents the Power Slap League. It shouldn't be Dana White's. No, yeah. But yet, Power still, Slap League, Dana Cab by himself. That's like Vince McMahon doing the XFL. Right. It's like, for what? Well... People get bored. Narcissists think they're geniuses in everything else other than the sport or the thing that they are geniuses at. And they try to overextend themselves and they often fail. It's done better than Zufa boxing. Zufa who? <laughs> Got a TV deal. My man said he was going to do Zufa boxing. That no. shit went up in smoke quick. Slap league better than Zufa boxing. But all that to say is like, I don't know what the answer is. I just, I'm alarmed by the lack of coverage for a domestic incident in sports because anybody else who would have done this, the NBA is progressive. They wouldn't have gone for that shit. It would have been like no questions asked. Yep. We had wall-to-wall coverage of Kyrie Irving for weeks. Yes, it was anti-Semitism. I, I understand. We talked about on the show how stupid he was for doing it. 100%. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been covered. But Dana White slaps his wife. But the NBA people, again, journalists. Yeah, they don't play credit, that shit. 
<laughs> they don't play that shit. They put out every piece of content possible. Yes. They asked LeBron, which he came back and was like, yo, why is no one asking me about this other thing? Yep. But they asked every athlete at every podium, at every, like, this is the biggest story in our sports. We are going to treat it as such. Kanye, same thing. Yo, did you hear? Every, we, we talk hip hop on this. We talk Kanye. Every hip hop outlet that's semi, semi considering themselves journalistic, the blogs, it doesn't matter. Everyone talked about it. So mainstream media had to talk about it. Yes. MMA and combat sports can't say they did the same. And to cap this all off, and then we can move on to the rest of the MMA world, a few people ask me, is there a racial element to this? Yes. It's the UFC. If Dana White was black, I guarantee you this would have been covered differently. Because, listen, man. I also present John Jones, but he's not the He's not Dana White. Like, he's not the, if you're the head of the org, if, if Mike Tomlin slaps somebody. I was about to say it's so hard because there's not too many black heads in the organization. No, like, not. we have no reference. But I'm saying if, if Mike Tomlin were to slap somebody, the yeah. coverage would be different. Oh, yeah. Like, and I don't mean it in, like, everybody's coverage would be different. But you know who would jump on this shit? Fox News. Yep. There'd definitely be more outlets. There would be no more outlets if it was a black, if it was a, because Dana Weiss, also, he's not small. No. Like, let's also be clear. Like, when Ray Weiss smacked the shit out of his girlfriend and knocked her out, like, that, it looked terrible. Yes. Now, people was like, Dana didn't hit her that hard. Is that, is that what we're looking for here? Are we judging this? <laughs> like, he slapped her and he gave her a nice little shove. Yeah. And they got pulled apart. It's still a domestic issue. Are you going to say, oh, well, she had a chin? Is that the next thing? Right. Like, how, how she could I, take a punch? Like, I, don't, just, I don't know what we're weighing you. So many people are in my mentions defending Dana White. I'm like, would you defend this if it was John Jones? No. Like, Aljamain Sterling's been in a new cycle in MMA. Yeah. Because uh, he has an elbow issue. And I need, I need Aljamain Sterling to stay away from Andrew Tate. Oh, God. Everyone's staying away from Andrew Tate. Andrew, I mean, they're the not. Guy, the guy's in the clink. They're no. Well, one's now he, yeah, now he's in the um, of sex trafficking. But, but like the response to Aljo and him saying he just has an arm injury, so it might be Cejudo and Sean, yeah, for like O'Malley for an interim title or whatever, and people are just crushing Aljo. So why don't people like Aljo? It's a pretty easy answer. It's a very easy answer, right? There, there are people. That they do like, like Usman is pretty liked. People well, yeah, call I mean, him Marty. Like that's, I, I do not like the Americanizing of people's names. That's very disrespectful and racist to me. Yes. Um, being black and then also being Spanish. It happens way too much. That shit bothers me to my core. So like they liked him because they can call him Marty. Because yeah. he was like a wrestler, like an all American wrestler. Like, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's very weird, right? So. Aljo doesn't fit the mold of, like, our guy. Right. So, they don't like him. John Jones has always been in that weird gray area. They, no, there ain't no gray area. Like, he's not black, he's OJ. Yes, the John like Jones. John Jones has always been. Warnthal James since that, that is John. There is no gray yeah, area no, with John Jones. John is a whole different character. So. Like, oh, wait. Imagine Francis Ngannou slapped his girl. No, no, that's. Again, he's already a big, scary black man. They're, they're throwing him but, out. Yeah. That's like, what I'm the, saying. Not saying Dana White's not a big scary white guy, because he's he's a big, like, he's he's a big a little dude. dude. He's a big dude. He shouldn't be slapping anybody. Anybody. Exactly. Let alone his wife. Let alone a woman. Like it, it looks horrible. And yeah, no, it's clearly be covered differently. MMA as a sport is very lenient towards white males. You want in to, general. Okay. It was built by white males for white males. There's no secret. What the sport of MMA is. Here, here's my favorite part about this. And there's going to be some people that's going to get, get offended. The reason why white America gravitates towards the UFC, the manner in which they do, it is because it's the, like, who dominates the NBA? Black. Black African-Americans and international players. Yes. Who dominates the NFL? Mostly black people. And most of the skill positions. Now. I would argue black people and poor white people. Yeah. But we have, you know, you have the like Aaron fed, Like we have yeah, a lot of like quarterbacks that run the league, but now we have we see, we see a lot more African Americans. There, yes. There's there's a lot of 100%. a lot of balance here. Um, the MLB, it's just nobody really talks about it, but it's, it's not white people. It's, it's not only Latino. Yes, it's mostly yeah. Dominicans and Latinos. Yeah. The UFC is the one sport 
that has been built for, as you just mentioned, straight white males. Yep. And there feels like there is a comfort level there because when the UFC first started, there wasn't a John Jones or a Francis Ngannou. There were kids that were wrestling in high school. And Brazilians. Brazilians. If anybody remembers, when the UFC first started, people saw Hoist Gracie and was like, <clears throat> fuck is this little guy? Yeah. And he just choked everybody what out. What is this? <laughs> but Ken Shamrock, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. Like, you go down the list. You can have white people at the zenith of the sport. You can. And they can dominate it. Yes. And for whatever reason, that demographic of white males, those conservative straight white males, came over and were like, this is ours. Plant our American flag. Fuck all these countries. USA. USA. And then, like, other countries got involved. But still, the genesis and the zenith of it is Dana White, straight white male, who has very conservative views, who spoke at the Republican National Convention, fosters an environment where these athletes can dominate. Even though the reality is most of the champions are not straight white males. They're not dominating anymore. No. It's going the way of the NFL. But it was cultivated. It's cultivated. It's the one place that they can feel safe to chant USA, to to say racist shit. It's coming to the point where you look at, like, the fan base. It's getting so crazy that they are cheering, which is so anti, like, the normal trope of the conservative white male. They are cheering for the Russian champions over deciding to be a fan of a black American. Yeah. Or Nigerians at this case. Like, right? Like, in the 70s, Rocky was built off of this xenophobia. Yes. Concept. And like this hatred of the commies and the red in Russia and blah. And Habib and Hezbollah and all the, they are stars because they're like, you know what? We're running out of traditional straight white males dominating in this sport. First, they went to Connor. <laughs> they were just like, bro, you're close enough. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit. We don't got him no more. But they're like, guy wrestles bears. Kind of looks like us. We'll take him. We'll take it. Cause, like, they're just going down a lot because it's whittling its way down. When you open the borders and, and all this in your sport, it's funny how that happens. And it's. The Great White Hope is a, a movie for a reason. Yeah. It's really and it's funny. hilarious. But it, it's really, it shines a light on a culture where it's just like, yo, when everything is equal or you have a platform and you let all these other countries and nationalities and all these things in and you say, okay, we're going to see like who just comes out on top. It's strikingly alarming how little you have the traditional American white male on top. And everything besides business. Right. And that's, that's fundamentally, that like, when I look at my mentions, those are the people I see American flags in my mentions. It's like, seriously? And this is not, because there are, because there, there's going to be people that's going to be like, you just hate white people. I've had people say, it's like, no. It's fantastic. <laughs> like White people, people in this world. Like, cool. Some of my best friends are white. Yeah. That's a joke. Even though, that's true. Are. But it's just like, but. <laughs> that's a real ass thing. But it's, it, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that they have fostered an environment where they can be pro-Trump, pro-MAGA, conservative, <clears throat> xenophobic, homophobic. Like, oh my God. I'm sorry, I have to put Kevin Ali on blast for that column. Because he said, the UFC has helped usher the LGBTQ. Stop. Like, stop. No, like, y'all didn't even talk about Amanda Nunez. At all. Like, it was all about Ronda Rousey. Until you could no longer deny Amanda Nunez, <clears throat> excuse me, yet and still, during Pride Month, you never did anything about Amanda Nunez. They lost like, her shirt like two years ago. It took. It took forever. Seven years. And it, it, like, I only mentions Liz Carmouche. Did they present Liz Carmouche as a gay woman in the build to the fight with Ronda Rousey? No. You want to know why? Because they promoted the fuck out of Ronda Rousey. Liz Carmouche was an afterthought. So the idea that this... That M- gay, there's not even a gay male or openly bisexual male in the UFC. No. and if it, Nor do I know if there could be one. Well, yeah. Due it, to the bro culture, like, I, exactly. I don't know if we're going to see one. It's, and it, you, you know... Opened up the doors in a gay community. What? They, like, I, that's... Them, that, having one lesbian, openly lesbian champion and couple and then allowing maybe your other champion to shave her head. But even though, I don't know what... 
Whaley Zhang identifies as, but they surely don't tell me but either. That's what, there's no, they don't promote other no. cultures. Like, it's not a promotion of other cultures. It is Dana White's vision of the world. Like, Vince McMahon's vision of the world, when all the minorities were heels, Dana White's vision of the world, the and all these people found a safe haven to spew their hatred. And so when Dana White slaps his, his wife on television, people start asking, well, what did she do? And I see the bro culture jumping in, and I'm like, this is why nobody takes this fucking sport seriously. Yeah, that's their fan base. Though. It's, it's built for that fan base. I, then this always leads me to go, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I'm in the wrong place sometimes. We are in, <clears throat> much like the sport, we are in the place we're supposed to be now. Because they're comfortable when they can keep everyone out. Yeah. Sooner or later, you can't. Sooner or later, you can't hold tight to the boys' club. Sooner or later, if you want to grow or, or gain popularity, you have to open those doors. And when you open those doors, you fuck around and you find out. Like that, yo, a lot of people like this sport. A lot of people have voices. A lot of journalists can cover this sport who do not look like MMA media 10 years ago. Oh right? Like, yeah. how many women were in MMA media? Dude, the one woman who was primarily covering Loretta Hunt, Dana White absolutely obliterated her and called her so many, disrespected her in so many different ways and pulled her credential and banned her. He called Cyborg a man. Right. Publicly. That what are we talking about? That doesn't fly in the NBA. You can't do that. Imagine if Steve Kerr <laughs> just like saw like Where Candace in, Parker and was like, oh, she's a fucking man. Like, could you, you think, imagine the Britney Griner shit and a coach oh. coming out and be like, leave that man over there? Absolutely not. Dana called Cyborg a man. Right. I'm, she's never going to be in my promotion. Yeah. She has to get tested for testosterone. Like, he, I, I was there when he said these things. <laughs> what? That early part. I mean, can we get a rewrite? Can we <laughs> just take that part out of the article? It's crazy. Like, like I, I, I don't understand. Like, But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. As long as you flag way for the UFC and you worry about, I'm not saying I was doing that. I'm not. No, the blame strictly I, I don't on him. know the other context around what brought that up in the article. Uh, I mean, but I say like, can we just rewrite that? Yeah, I just, the, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying he was wrong. That that was categorically wrong. Yeah, and the UFC is not a place that people can find comfort in being who they are. It's the reason why this week I guarantee you that the media and the fighters would not feel comfortable talking about Dana White and his wife's domestic incident. I guarantee you those Dustin fighters. Dustin Poirier aside, shout out to Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's a G. Fuck. He doesn't care. He like, doesn't care. Love Dustin Poirier. Yep. Like, Dustin Poirier is amazing. He's the first athlete to talk about that. What up? I don't even care. Like, and, honest. And, and, there, and that's why, like, we need more Dustin Poirier's. Yep. We need less Jorge Masvidal's. <laughs> yes. Jorge's we need less Colby Covington's and Henry Cejudo's. Like, we need people that, like you mentioned, Kamaru Usman and... I don't know, man. Every time I see Kamaro doing something like firing rockets in Russia, I'm like hanging out with Ali. I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know him personally. I've, I've interviewed. I've talked to him. He's never given off that. But every time I see him, I'm like, hmm. You are the company you keep. Yeah. I think is, is the, the phrase. Yeah. Like you were in that fight with Kobe Covington and we cheered you on, Kamaro. Maybe that was by default. If I left this podcast, went next door to the buffet and walked in with Jason Whitlock, you know, you probably have some questions for me. I wouldn't have any questions. <laughs> it's on site. That's Both it. of you. <laughs> Both of us. Both of you is on site. Yeah. No, so, like, it, you are the company you keep. So, it's, it's. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. And hopefully it's not the last we continue to hear the Dana White situation. It probably is. Um, Unless we talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it's hopefully now with fights coming back, you have a pay-per-view coming up. How do you talk about that without talking about this? It'll look again. It's going. It's going to go away, right? Like people's like it's not going away. No, it's going it's away. It's going to go away. Just because it's, like Twitter is talking about it doesn't mean the rest of the world is talking about it. It's going to go away. And again, I'm not saying Dana White needs to be fired. I just think this and the, his his press conference was mind blowing to me because I was like, oh, the arrogance of this man who would say that it would hurt the fighters if I stepped down for that a part was bad. I saw like the first clip first, and I was like, yo, he's. Like taking ownership, like, yo, don't defend me. He's telling fighters all this stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, that's a decent statement. I saw the second half. I was like, oh, you got a little too lost in the sauce. Yeah, the man, the man, um, pompous and arrogant, just like Trump, just like Vince McMahon. I just... They think they're bulletproof. On my end, I, I just don't think it's a punishment. As long as people aren't saying, like, and Dana's side alike. Like, I, 
listen, I work for ESPN. I cover the sport daily. I cover MMA, ESPN MMA, cover the USC events, whatever. This is not a punishment. He's escaped punishment. I don't yes. think, like, that's just the fact of the matter. You know what that is? When your parents come to you and was like, pick your punishment. <laughs> I'm oh. not going to say what type of household that is. That's not a my household. But I'm just saying, yeah, if a parent was like, pick your punishment, and you'd be like, oh, I'm going gr- to ground myself for a day. That's not a punishment. You don't get to pick your punishment. Or, you know, when a parent says this hurts me more than it hurts you. No, you're beating me. It hurts me. <laughs> like, no, this doesn't hurt you. It just sounds good for you to say. That's what Dana White just did. This hurts me more than it hurts you. No, the fuck it don't. You're fine. You're making a ton of money. Nothing's changed you. See you this weekend. You got to at least. And in any other sport, this is where it starts and ends. And this is just objective. Got to hit them in the wallet. That everything. If anything. Yes. You got to find... What other major league doesn't find someone at least? Jim Ursay, I think, got the DUI. Yep. Find a mill. And I think he had to sit out a couple games. He couldn't be in the box or whatever. Right. But even if you don't want to do that, if the fighters need him, hit him in the wallet. You, hit, you, you can't hit let him go out and just hand out 500K backpacks to the milk boys. No. Like, no, we're, we're hitting you in the wallet. Yo, you know what? Okay, I understand. Two mil... And we're going to take a mill and give it to these domestic yeah. organizations out of your fine. And as Endeavor, as ESPN, we are finding you each a million dollars. We're going to donate these fines to this charity, this organization. That, that is a punishment. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I wish the sponsors would have said something like Crypto or Venom or DraftKings or somebody. Yeah. He said, well, they talked to me in the background. That's- Nobody cares about them talking to you in the background. You slap somebody in public. Right. What do I care if you get a talking to in the background? Anyway. So that's personally what I would have liked to see happen. Um, this weekend, and we have a guest coming up as well. Puna, Puna Soriano. Soriano. Hey, always uh, interesting guy. feel like Jim well represented on this card. They're like, yo, we're bringing back 2013 with a bang. So we have Puna Soriano versus Ronin, Roman Kopolov. This weekend. Yeah. Good fight, both nine and two. I'm going with Puna because he's on the show. Well, I'm going with Puna. He's I'm going with, with Puna on. But he's already got, he's got lights out power too. Yes. He's a finisher. And whenever you're that, especially middleweight division. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we see the champion. Like when you, when you have that lights out power, goes a long way. Um, Umar Namagomedov is fighting to open up this card as well versus Barcelos. Anyone with Namaga Metal, no, <laughs> even though he's a kickboxer. The DOV at the end of your name, it's like, I'm pure. You're winning. But 15 and 0. Well, no, Umar's good. And Umar's different from like the rest of them because he's a pretty damn good striker as well. Yeah, very good striker. Um, More kickboxer than yeah. like wrestling type. But he but can again, do them both. Undefeated still. Yeah. Yes, these Eastern Europeans. God, I mean. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Habib might be uh, hanging up the, the coaching whistle for a little while. I don't know. There's a lot of champions. I feel like we might see him come back. Um, Dan Edge versus Damon Jackson. It's a good fight. Danny Gay's on a three-fight losing streak. Um, he needs this desperately. Uh, it's a good fight for him. And he should be supercharged because, uh, you know, the whole team is represented on this card, including the main event, which is short notice change with Sean Strickland stepping in. Stepping in. Um, and I'm figuring he'll probably watch Puna fight. Yep. And Borg, Borg has only lost to, like, really good competition in the division. He should be Damon Jackson. I'm going to pick him to win a decision. Yeah. I'm going with Dan as well. Decision? Yeah, Danny gave by decision. I'll go Dan by submission. I think you got to get that hype. You see someone before you, then get that momentum going. Uh, again, my point of reference is city kickboxing. Yeah. They all come, they all fight, and then they get on a roll, and it's crazy. And then Sean Strickland, um, short notice, Emma Vov in the main event. I don't think it's made for Sean Strickland to win, which is tough. I think he's good enough to win this fight. He ain't winning this fight. But when you have a camp, when you have no camp, you took on two weeks. Like, nah, I don't think Imavov he's is, is, He's good. Imavov is good. Sean Strickland is one of those guys who's had a nice little run. It's over now. Thanks. It's crazy. Sean Strickland ended 2022, and he kicks off 2023. <laughs> Listen, man, the guy likes money. He likes to fight. And it wasn't, like, his best outing last time. I'm sure no, like, against Jared Cannon there, he didn't look good. No, he's chomping at the bit to just be like, yo, at least I come out here and have an exciting fight. Yeah, he got smoked by Alex Pereira, but he had a shitty game plan. So yeah, it's Alex Pereira. Yeah, but you and had a Alex, shitty game plan. Yeah, and Alex said, like, he hits harder than Izzy. 
Yeah. I don't but, know if I mean. Uh, yeah, sure I don't if Ali's giving Izzy any credit. I don't think Strickland wins this fight. Uh, yeah, he loses. Full camp, I give it to Strickland. Nah, full camp, I still don't give it to Strickland. Really? Yeah. Again, I think Strickland had a nice run. Time's up. It's wow. over. So, I mean, listen, division come at you quick. And it's the middleweight division, right? Yep. It's not like super stacked, but they got a lot of, lot of talent coming up. Yes. And yeah. you got to make some room sooner or later, which is why, you know, like Kelvin Gastelum was in on this card. He was going to lose this fight. <laughs> like he, he was going to lose this fight. The division has passed Kelvin Gastelum. It absolutely has. So that one, yeah. He lasted longer than Uriah Hall, who he beat on the Ultimate Fighter, which is crazy to me because Uriah Hall was supposed to be that guy. Kelvin Gastelum won. Uriah Hall is now doing celebrity boxing. Right. And Gastelum's still kind of hanging around. We'll see if he can stay healthy. We'll see. That That's the key now. The health is the key. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. We're going to talk to Puna Soriano for his fight this weekend. It's going to be fun talking to him about being competitive, about being in that gym atmosphere, all of them fighting this weekend. You guys don't go anywhere. Be right back right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. As promised, our guest from the UFC this week. It's been a while since we had a guest. Yeah. It is great to kick off 2023 with Puna Soriano fighting this weekend for the UFC. Puna, thank you for taking time out of your schedule during a fight week to come and talk to us. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm excited for fight week and excited to get going. <laughs> One, off the bat, how hard is it going through the last couple of weeks of camp, starting a weight cut during the holidays, Christmas, New Year's Eve. You can't do any of that because you're preparing for a fight. What is that like? Yeah, for sure. Um, luckily, I'm kind of in a different boat. I'm a little lighter than most uh, guys my weight, so I'm eating a little more than others. But um, as far as like the festivities and, and whatnot, I- I'm just sticking to myself in the same routine. I feel like there wasn't even a holiday. It, it was kind of frustrating having everything closed and like that portion of time, but <laughs> it's back now. All right, Poon, I'm going to hit you with the question that everybody wants to know. No, it's not about you and Dan Ige sharing a car together. It's about the Workaholics movie getting canceled. How do you feel about this? Man? Oh, <laughs> I'm heartbroken, man. Uh, like the first thing, <laughs> the first thing on fight week, I opened my Instagram to is bad news. I'm like, oh, no, why? <laughs> Sucked. I had to ask, man, because I know, you know, you uh, you called out uh, Adam Devine for, for ignoring your DMs, and now you see this news coming out, and it's like, maybe you should have ignored your DMs. Maybe if you didn't <laughs> ignore your DMs, he would have a movie. Karma. <laughs> maybe. I don't know if that was that was my fault, but uh, <laughs> I just want the movie. I want the green light for the movie. I'll do anything for it. <laughs> Listen, I want you there. I just uh, started binging Workaholics again like a couple weeks ago. See? <laughs> it never gets old. Now right. that you have some free time, though, the movie's not happening. You can really focus on this fight. Um, it's crazy because looking through your UFC career, all of your wins are knockouts. But you have mm-hmm. this crazy wrestling background. What is it about coming into MMA, and even before you got to the UFC, submission wins, knockout victories? What made you transition? What was the switch where you're like, no, I'm going to finish everyone because usually there's this adjustment period, especially with wrestlers, where they rely heavily on their wrestling and the hands develop mm-hmm. later. You, it seemed like from day one, it was like, nah, I'm coming in here and knock people out. That was kind of my intent. Um, I had seen like wrestlers kind of had a bad rap prior. Like, I guess when I was an amateur, like I feel like they had a bad rap. Like, uh, I think these guys are beasts, but like guys like Jake Shields kind of got a bad rap. Um, other AKA guys um, prior, like I, I think they're monsters. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they kind of got a bad rap, and I didn't want that. Um, I don't know that on my name. Like I wanted to be a guy that goes out there and fights and just fights as hard as you know and competes. Um, even if you look at like my wrestling resume, um, I've got a ton of pins, and like it's kind of the same thing: pins and, and like knockouts and whatever. Like. To me, it's the same. All right, we got we got to talk about the, the the big elephant in the room. Sharing the car with Danny Gay, your childhood friend. Um, the interesting thing is, your fight is right before his, and 
do you know if he's going to be watching your fight? And would you advise him to watch your fight? Because it could affect him one way or another if he's preparing for his fight and he's got his eyes on you. But it feels like he's got to do it, though, right? Because y'all grew up together. You never had an opportunity to share a card together. Oh, 100%. And um, honestly, it's all competition. Like, whatever the results are or what the results are going to be, uh, me and him both just feel blessed that we're here together, like we've said. Sorry, the phone kind of fell. Um, we're here together, like we said, and um, we're just going to make the most of it. We're going to fight as hard as we can, and we're going to do our thing. Um, that's just competition. You go out there, you do your best, and um, results may be. We've heard the story a lot about you getting into MMA because of Dan. He's like, hey, just come through, tease some people wrestling, come help out. At those mm-hmm. moments earlier in your career, or even at that time, before you had a career, did you ever envision both of you guys being in the UFC and let alone just being in the UFC, but fighting on the same card way back then? We've always talked about it. Um, we would catch the bus to school and uh, we'd always just talk about it on the way to school. We, we had no clue what it even meant to be fighters at that time. Um, and I, to answer your question, I don't think I, I truly envisioned it because uh, I didn't know what it meant. But I just knew, like, where we wanted to be. And I think that's what, like, we had fun in, like, imagining we were there and just, like, I don't know, living living it up. And now we're doing it. How often do you guys talk? Is it, like, an everyday thing? Do you guys, like, text and communicate? Yeah, pretty much every day. Um, prior, like, I remember times when I was still in college and he was pursuing his MMA career already. We would go, like, years not talking and then I just, like, come home, and it's just like we've never left each other, like, uh, um, just right back to it. So uh, the reason I ask that is because there was a time you had a two-fight losing streak, and now he's coming mm-hmm. in, in this fight with a three-fight losing streak. How often did you guys communicate about, you know, overcoming that losing streak, especially now? I'm sure he had to talk to you about your two-fight losing streak, which you broke in spectacular fashion. What have you said to him about his losing streak to snap him out of this funk? I've never been much of a motivational person. Like, our relationship is just, like, uh, jokes, having fun, um, just playing around, being friendly, you know? And I I think I maybe sent him, like, a song that I I listened to that really, like, resonated with me in those times. That might have been, like, the extent of, of, like, of that. But as far as, like, for me and him, I just know we're going to go out and compete as as hard as we can. regardless of the results, like two fight, losing streak, three fight, whatever. He, we're still going out there and fighting as hard as we can, and that's all you can ask for. What was the song that you sent him? I got to know. Um, I can send it to you because I have to look at my... Um, uh, I don't want to like ruin the connection and uh, <laughs> like have more issues, but I, I promise I'll send it to you. It was uh, Charlie, Bra- Charlie Bradley, maybe James Bradley, one of the two. Um, never gonna give it up or something like that. Okay, all right, I got you. I got you. Yeah, well, listen, I'm gonna look it up right now. But with <laughs> that, yeah, uh, you mentioned how competitive you two are. What's something you guys compete at that's not MMA, not against your opponents? If you <coughs> two are hanging out, what are you guys competing in? Uh, this camp, we we're playing a lot of spike ball. Um, like just warming up with spike ball. I kind of started stepping out because like. One of us, we would be on different teams. And, like, uh, if I would lose, I would just get, like, really mad. And I didn't want to keep losing before every practice. So I was like, I'm not playing spike ball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we've been playing a lot of spike ball um, before practice. And it's been fun. All right. Dan is the spike ball champion. Yes, it sounds like. So, actually, actually, our coaches. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just about to ask you about your coach. Because now, not only does he have to corner you and Dan, He's out of the corner, Sean Strickland. Three fights in a row. That's that's a lot of work for this man. How do you mm-hmm. think he's, Nick Six is going to be able to handle this? Because he might as well just stay out there all damn night. Because <laughs> what's the use of going back? Because he's got to be out there for three consecutive fights. And not just any three fights. The last three fights on the card. How's he handling all this? Yeah, um, he's cool as a cucumber, you know. Um, luckily, at Extreme, we got a whole coaching staff. Um and training partners that are, like, monsters ready to go can help in, a, in like, a split of a second. You know, they're always there for us. And we're going to be relying on each other um, through that backstage 
Um, not necessarily me because I'm first and like I, I feel kind of spoiled. I'm first and I get everybody and I get to set the tone. And then um, I'm guessing E probably just stays there. I don't know. <laughs> just like why not just stay in the corner for the rest of the fights? You might as well. Do, do, are you, as soon as your fight's over, regardless of what happens, are you running out there to see Dan's fight? That's a good question. Uh, if they let me. <laughs> okay. They better let you. I mean, I do some medicals or yeah. something. Like, I mean, I know you got to do medicals, <laughs> right? but it's like, hold on. Like, I got to see my boy fight. You don't get these kind of opportunities. So it's like, I feel 100%. like it should be an exception that as soon as your fight's over, get your little medicals done. <laughs> then you get your ass out there and you get to sit front row and watch your friend fight. Like, I Hopefully feel like Dan handles business before you can even get out there. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's you all come out there. You just hear, like, <laughs> just, you just look at Dan, get his hand raised. Right. And it's spectacular like that. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does it is it a benefit for all not you, not just you and Dan but like strategically for all three of you guys to be fighting on one card, training this entire camp together, everyone going on the same date? We see it with city kickboxing all the time. They bring everybody out from Australia, and Izzy's very vocal on how it helps him when everyone's together and preparing for months together to one date. Does it help you as well? Yes and no. Um... Yes, because iron sharpens iron, um, and we all, like, get good, you know? But that same thing is, like, on the negative side, too. Like, iron sharpens iron, but we've got such hammers in our gym that I'm not the hammer every day. Like, <laughs> a lot of the times, I'm the nail. I'm the nail in the room. And um, I just kind of got to win that mental battle within myself. Like, oh, it's it's just, like, these guys are monsters. I'm here with the best in the world, like... It's going to happen, but just keep pushing through and fight that I know I'm going to show up. Look, man, I, I know we've talked about you and Dan, and we've talked about workaholics. What we haven't talked about is your opponent, Roman. And, and that's, he's a guy, it, it's always interesting when we say these things. People want to look him up, and he's like, damn, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> so it's like, what do you know about him, and what are you expecting in this fight? I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about him before we end this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, he's a, he's a Russian fighter. Um, my manager is Ali. So, like, I, I get a lot of... Uh, I've seen a lot of these guys. I've seen the way they compete, train. Like, they're tough, man. They're good at everything. And um, mentally tough. Just, like, they're monsters. And I'm ready, like, to go in there and defeat the monsters. They're boogeymen. They're all boogeymen. They're all good at wrestling. They're all good at striking. They're good at everything. They're boogeymen. And... I want to go out and just defeat these boogeymen and conquer my fears. And knock out the boogeyman because how else do you win, yeah, I hope right? So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's no other way to win. Is <laughs> you can't pin him in MMA, so you might as well just knock his ass out. It just sounds, sounds like the only way to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> when you come into, and especially this weekend, you're so used to winning by stoppage, like Dre said, like it's like knockouts, like on your mind, or you've had submissions. Do. You come into this, is there like a little bit of a distrust with going to the judges? Because the times that you did lose, it's like, if it gets to a decision, do you hate leaving it up to someone else's hands? Because you are such a pressure fighter. Yes, but at the end of the day, I take full responsibility. Um, I, if it goes to the judges and they, they choose the other fighter, um, I should have did more, you know? I should have did more in there to sway them. Um, there's always a little more I can do. I feel like when you start making excuses and start thinking of like other reasons why, and then you start kind of going downhill. Um, this is an honest sport. You're always going to be exposed um, in there and um, for better or for worse. And just uh, you got to be honest with yourself, brutally honest. All right, Puna, last question. If, if you, Dan, and Sean win, what do y'all do after the, the fight? <laughs> <laughs> me dad and sean are complete different people um, there's, there's not many people like sean no, it's not, it's not. <laughs> sean might be like still amped up he might be trying to like kill somebody in the parking lot or something i don't know sean's a wild man i love him but he's so wild dan's probably going home to see his family probably uh he's probably gonna drink get some whiskey or something me i'm just gonna same thing just actually, I'll probably come back to New York, New York, and hang out at the hotel, enjoy, enjoy, be a little tourist for a bit, and uh, yeah. No, I, I like it. Simple plans for after the fight. I mm -hmm. mean, I 
hopefully, we wish everyone on this show, go out there and get the bonus. Yeah. That's the key. Oh, yeah. Celebrating is a lot better when there's 50K in the, in the bank account. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah, so can't wait to watch the fight. Thank you so much. Una Soriano joining us. Make sure you guys check him out this weekend. Going to be an amazing, amazing fight. He always brings the action. So it's yeah. and, and best <laughs> those those last three fights are going to be fun. It's been way too long without UFC action anyway. It, it's overdue. And this is a great way to kick it off. Thank you, Puna. Best of luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And everyone, it was an amazing show today. We appreciate you all for listening as always. For everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Win Las Vegas, it is great to be back. First week back after the break. First week of 2023. We appreciate you all. It's been an incredible show. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Make sure you check out our other shows, Boxing, Pro Wrestling. Tons of content this week. Check us out on YouTube as well. You can see our pretty faces. See this interview. So much good stuff on there. Till next time, though. We're out. Peace. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.